eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Five Star Zone with Rico Beard. Welcome to another edition of the Five Star Zone. Rico Beard, Evan Jenkins. Joining us next week, new co-host, Howard Griffith. Evan, yeah, of course, you, you, we still I'm out, need man. You. Just kick oh. to the curb. Oh. Nah, you're going to be with us too, right? There's the three of us. Yeah, I mean, I'm good with whatever. Okay, well, we'll yeah, figure it out. I don't we'll want figure you, it out. Yeah, I don't want you to think you're gone. Oh, it's just, <laughs> we're just adding to the show. We're adding to the credibility of the show. I like my man in Friday Night Lights. <laughs> <laughs> Howard Griffith, Big Ten Network, uh, Illinois, Fighting Illini alumni, uh, played in the NFL. He's going to be joining us on the show on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So. It'll be cool just to hear an outside source so us Sparty homers don't right. just, you know, flood the market with our Sparty nonsense. So if he says Michigan sucks, then maybe it's legitimate. So <laughs> right. see. But um, I, I think that's the big game of the week. There's a couple other games to watch out for. Illinois and Minnesota, speaking of Howard and his alma mater, Illinois is number 24 in the nation. Illinois, I don't, I don't believe in them. I don't. And, and you know what? Apparently Las Vegas doesn't either because Illinois at home, even though they just won, they're on a winning streak, they're almost a touchdown underdog at home to Minnesota who not really playing the greatest football as of late. I mean, they got after they beat State, they got destroyed. Um, I'm trying to think, were they on a bye week last week? But it, it's kind of funny that yeah. you say that about Illinois because that's exactly how I feel about Minnesota. Like, I never can believe in them to to get over that but you know hump. what? It's normally the team that has the spotlight on them, and right now it's Illinois. You mm-hmm. got the little number next to your name, the 24th in the nation. Everybody wants to see, are you for real? Are you legit? And we're going to find out, but... Chase Brown is legit, I feel. Chase Brown is legit. He's probably the Big Ten running back that most people don't know and don't talk about. He's kind of like Mo Ibrahim, who oh, was on the other Minnesota, side of the field. on the other side, <laughs> where a lot of people don't know because they're not flashy. But, my God, those two can just eat yards. He's ran for 100 yards every single game. You're season. not going to see them on the Heisman list because, let's face it, nobody really follows Minnesota or Illinois football. Well, I think if if Illinois at the end of the year is facing Michigan there with only one loss on the resume and they go beat Michigan at Michigan, I think you might see a Chase Brown at least mention Illinois. But Illinois you got to do that much, right? You would have to do that much, and I think that game's at the Big House. Cause, yeah, it is. You know, heaven forbid, Michigan it seems like they leave unless they play bad teams. But 
Illinois-Minnesota is going to be a game where we're going to find out really who can handle the spotlight the most. And right now, people are saying it's Minnesota. Very balanced. If Ibrahim is back, then I do think that Minnesota is just a better team than Illinois is right now. But I, but I do like what Bielema is building there. If it looks very familiar, guys. Yeah, it's Wisconsin light. It, it was Wisconsin. No, it's not Wisconsin light. It's Wisconsin. It's just in different colors. It's orange and blue instead of red and white. It's the reason why Paul Chris got fired because he out Wisconsin, Wisconsin it's at Wisconsin. Wild, isn't it? Where at any given time he'll line up seven offensive linemen and just run the ball down your throat and say, "I'm just gonna run the ball down your throat." It's like playing a video game, and I'm beating you, and I'm telling you the plays that I'm calling. Hey, Evan, I'm about to run this play. Right. You can't stop it. No, and and John Jansen, who's our colleague, has told a story about I think it was facing Wisconsin that. They ran the same play seven times in a row, and he would tell the guy across from him, it's coming again. Yeah. Stop it. Yeah. Hey, dude, I remember when uh, when they played Michigan one year, and they ran the ball. Oh, that epic 23 play. straight times. Wisconsin. Yes. Wisconsin. Ran Against the, the Rich Rod team, right? 23 straight times. And it was, I mean, it was one of those, if you can't stop it, we're not passing it. Because you can't stop the run. And, and so I say that to say this is what Illinois is right now. I think once they get a quarterback, they're going to be something. But right now, I, I would probably have to give the edge to Minnesota. The that other game, that game, if there's an over-under on the length of time for that game, should be the under. With oh, the amount the that under. they're going to run. It will be the under. It will be the antithesis of the next. Maryland, Indiana. Oh, yeah. That game will last five hours. Yes. Because it'll be pass, pass. Indiana doesn't pass at all. Run. I mean, run. They yeah. don't run at all. All they do is pass. Yeah, they'll wing pass, it 60 pass. times with a decent quarterback. And if, decent. That's and all he is. Maryland has their druthers. They just want to pass as well. Now, when they run, it's successful, but then they get away from it. But, yeah, that game's going to last forever. Indiana, you know, they gave Michigan a fight for a half last week. But, I mean. They stepped on their own feet all the way up and down that field. Like, yeah. even at the end of the first half, Indiana's throwing these screens. Working. Working. I don't think they went back to it the rest of the game. No. No, no, no. Uh, also, I guess Purdue and Nebraska. Mm. Yeah. I think the <laughs> the other two games locally, um, just kind of talking about this before we came in here, Wisconsin's at Michigan State. It's homecoming. Wisconsin's favored by a little over a touchdown. It's homecoming for MSU. You're two at four. This is really the, this is the game. Ohio State, I think everybody knew what that was going to be. And, Michigan State fought. They, they didn't get blown out like last year. If you want to go for moral victories, there you have it. But this game against Wisconsin, th- this is the barometer. This is it. This is the this is the test. You win this game, you're back in contention for a bowl game. You mm-hmm. lose to Wisconsin. It's over. Chances are, unless you upset Michigan or Penn State, sure. Illinois, but you're, you're not going to a bowl game. Because now you're sitting at two and five. You would have to go, you know, four and one to finish out the year just to get to six and six. All right. So, a hypothetical about that. They don't make a bowl game this year, Michigan State. Right. Mel Tucker needs to win how many games next year? Like a lot you- of that, I mean, we'll get to that later, but a lot of that, I think, depends on what happens in the offseason. If Mel Tucker does the Mark D'Antonio, I'm not firing anybody. These are my boys. These are my golf buddies. 
then next year you're probably looking at eight or nine wins. Okay. But if he does get in, if he new goes pieces, in there, he brings in new pieces. He buys himself some time. But even if he bring buys himself some time, brings in new pieces, you're probably still looking at seven to eight wins. Okay. Okay. You you can't have it where like, okay fine when you play on Ohio State again, okay you can lose that game. Mm-hmm. But you know Washington coming to the crib, you got to win that one. Yeah, Michigan coming. Michigan you, coming home, you got to win that one. Like those are the games where, you know. You're allowed to maybe goof off like last year losing to Purdue or whatever, but and you have to be competitive too because that's the problem. You can't be the team that we're watching this year. If you lose, but man, I mean, I hate to put it up, but like last year, like Nebraska lost a lot of close games where you're like, man, if it wasn't for this play or this call or this, we would have won it. You can't have the worst pass defense three years in a row. No, 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 That's no, unacceptable. No. Especially when you're a defensive-oriented coach. If he comes back that with that next year, then there's no protecting him because you don't get the five years that you used to in college football. So that's why. This, this is a referendum game. You win this, you get a lot of people off your back, you go into the bye week, and you got two weeks to prepare for Michigan, who will also be in their bye week. You lose, it just, and now you this bye week is just... Okay, guys, we got to come up with uh, what do we do next? And try not to lose your team too, right? I don't see. I don't know if he's necessarily going to lose his team. His team is just young. It's, I mean, I, I stated before the core of his of his team and his players are freshmen and redshirt freshmen, mm-hmm. and the transfers that he brought in. But the transfers are kind of like I look at that as like when your cousin would come over and spend the night. They're related to you, but they don't live in the house, so. <laughs> They don't necessarily have to abide by everything that you have to, Evan, because when they leave, you're still living there. Right. No, okay? you're, you're right about that. So it's that. one of those, go ahead and let your cousin get you in trouble if you want, but they're going home. You're going to stay here. Um, yeah, they, they going into this game, I mean, you're hearing now that, you know, maybe Peyton Thorne was injured with his ribs. Well, he said it, that it limited his mobility. You know, and I'm like, shut up, does, dude. Don't be telling people that. Right. I mean, now does this mean you're going to see more Noah Kim? I mean, can you – I mean, the defense for his – I know Ohio State scored 49 points. But here's – the defense did a lot of new things. Now, they were going up against NFL players, but they did change schemes. They did do a lot of stuff. Anxious to see what this goes against Graham Mertz and and what's Wisconsin going to do because Wisconsin came out there and they embarrassed Northwestern forty two to seven. But as does Northwestern, yeah, they're down. I it, don't know how good they are just yet. Now they're going to come in there because they got the uh, the running uh, Braylon Allen, Breland Allen. Yeah, he's got six hundred yards on the year. And yeah, I don't know if I'm saying this kid's name wrong or right, but Chamari. Is it Dyke, Deke, D-I-K-A? But he's their leading receiver. Right. That's the kid that you want to see get limited. I mean, he's averaging 17 yards a catch. If you're MSU, I, I guess what you want to do, make Graham Mertz beat you. I mean, that didn't work out too well for Tanner Morgan because Tanner Morgan did beat you. Yeah. You Here's what you don't want if you're Michigan State. It's like playing the Lions. Everybody who plays Michigan State is the Big Ten player, Offensive Player of the Week. Seems that way. Tanner Morgan was. C.J. Stroud was. That's just how it goes. You don't want that to be you. So you got to pick your poison. Allen, you know, you got to hope that Jacob Slade is back. 
Uh, Xavier Henderson is back. They were both in, they were dressed. We'll see how much they get on the field. But this is an important game. If you're Mel Tucker, you don't have to answer as many questions if you could pull this off. And it's homecoming, so you're going to have a lot of people up there watching. There's a lot of disgruntled Spartan fans. Actually, a lot of loser Spartan fans, if I can just say that. Yeah, but that, I mean, that's what it's always been. Like, uh, No, I mean, if if you're arguing on social media with a recruit's parent, yeah, they're you're losers. a loser. They are. You're a loser. And honestly, yeah. Wait. You, you could just eliminate. You, you, how about this? Just step out the gene pool. All right. Well, the, that's the whole damn problem with social media. Like, I've said it from day one. If you want a Twitter, you need to present your state-issued ID yeah. in order to have one. Because uh, Go Green 74 talking crap to a recruit's parent, it's like, really? Like, first because off, the parent shouldn't even, like, justify responding to that. Well, no, you're angry and you're drunk. And but what are you angry yeah, about? And, and you know for a team that's losing? And, and, and honestly, maybe you treat it like your car. And you know what? You've been drinking. Take the phone away. Because yeah. tomorrow, you're going to regret half the stuff that you say. It's just so silly to me. Like, I mean, I, I attach my name to Twitter just like you do, right? Yeah. My name is there. Evan Jenkins. It's, it's your, me. Yeah, that's I know me. I'm not yeah. verified or whatever. I'm not cool enough for that. But at least I have to, like— I don't have a burner account, which no. I've thought about making a few times to go after people. Yes, but I'm yes. like, at the end of the day, if they're responding, then I, Dude, I like, don't care enough about people. That's e- what I'm Evan, saying. I, I swear to God, I think I haven't even, I think I probably have over 650 muted people oh. who probably sit there and, and tweet just, at you. oh, and you this, and you're that. Hey, loser, I can't hear you. And you're in a vacuum because I cleaned it up. I didn't block you because I didn't want to give you a little victory parade. You're just sitting in timeout, and you're never getting out. I told Doug Karsh, I think it was last year, that I that I finally have matured, right? And he goes, what do you mean by that? I go, I don't care that Michigan fan doesn't like Michigan State anymore. Yeah. It's not breaking news anymore. Dude. So I can't allow somebody that doesn't like the team that I root for right. to affect me. It, no, they, it already affects no, me. The it, team already affects me. It just me. gets to the point, my God. like You seriously can come out and say, you know, Hey, I love puppies. Yeah. Well, you know who doesn't? Tuck. <laughs> Tuck killing puppies. How right. about that? It's, yeah. Dude, what, what does that have to do with puppies? Like, what? What? what, what do, I, your life's that miserable. Hey, I would say, why don't you go find your wife? But she's probably found somebody else. So yeah. I'll yeah. leave it at that. Other game. Let's get back on top. It's the biggest one, man. It is. It's Penn State and it's Michigan. It's at the big house. I'm excited to watch this game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I don't know what to expect because both have played very similar. Penn State's played more road games, but I think... Uh, Michigan's schedule is like 90th strongest in the country and Penn State's 95th or maybe vice versa. Sure. But basically, neither team's played anybody. No, Penn State's played Purdue, Ohio, Auburn, Central, Northwest. Now, Auburn looks good, but Auburn's not good. Yeah, they, they are. They went to Auburn. I'll give them credit for that. What is Auburn on the I year? think Penn State's probably played more road games than they have home games. They might have. Because they played at Penn State. They played at Auburn. And yeah, they played at they were at Purdue, Auburn, but then they've been home against Northwestern, Central, in Ohio. So okay. three games on the road, two on or two on the road, three at home. Okay, be three and three coming this week. So they'll end the season with a lot of home games. This game with this with this team coming up, I think the key for this game, Evan, is a couple things. If you're Michigan, well, historically Penn State doesn't play well at the big house. No, they, they had that one year with Saquon. I mean, the one year that they actually— I mean, or Maybe it was a COVID year, yeah, too. it was the COVID year. They, they played well. But other than that, they normally just don't play well at the big house. Uh, Michigan can't have another slow start because they've had three consecutive slow starts. Now they In the second half, they shut the teams down, and they played great defense. But you're, you're struggling, scoring. You're not putting points up. And, and this Penn State team likes to run the ball. If they get the lead, they're, they're just going to run this ball and start eating the clock. This is going to be a battle of who can rush. This is old school Big Ten football. Um, yeah, you know, Sean Clifford and J.J., I don't look for those two to chuck that thing around. I look for more of, uh, you know, Blake Corm is going to be going up against the number five defense in the nation, rushing defense in the nation in Penn State. They can stop the run. Once again, these numbers are all skewed because of the opponents sure. that they play. Uh, so Blake Corm is going to be going up against that. But, you know, once again, but, you know, Penn State has two good running backs, and they're going to be going up against Michigan's run defense. I think that could be the key in uh, Katron Allen and Nick uh, Singleton because Maryland was able to really run the ball with, uh, I forgot his name, but they're running back. But Hemby? Hemby, yeah. Maryland was able to run the ball with Hemby, yeah. and then they went away from it. It was and weird. They, they went very pass-happy, but in that first half, they, yeah. they they were getting the job done. If that's the case, then I you know I do wonder you know if James Franklin going to be smart enough just to lean on Allen and Singleton and just hit him with a one two punch and try to grind this thing out and maybe hit him over the top with some play fakes right yeah so but, and then defensive wise as well JJ is going to be going up against probably not uh, I that's think secondary, Iowa's, I think face. Iowa's secondary was good but. This Penn State secondary is really good. Joey Porter Jr. leads him back there. He's a pro. Yeah. I mean, he, he's got first-round selection written all over him in the NFL. You know, J.J.'s going to have to play the same way he did against Iowa, where a punt is sometimes just as good as, you know, you don't want to turn the ball over. You don't want to give Penn State a short field. 
And he's been really good at that. He's not turned the ball over. No, he had that interception against Indiana this last week, but he just kind of forced it. And I think when you get, what, what do you say, fat and sassy and comfortable, yeah. that sometimes you try to do that stuff. Was, like, was that a tip pass, too? A little bit, yeah. yeah. And and he didn't really see the safety either. So I don't, just... I, don't, I don't count tip interceptions. Okay. I don't because – if it hit the receiver in the hands and it went to the to the to target it was supposed to go to. Sure. Now, like C.J. Stroud and that pick six he threw, yeah, that's bad. Yeah, somebody messed up on that right. one. And and I think you kind of said it the way that I wanted to, just to start off, that if I, I expect Michigan to win this game, but if Penn State wants to win this game, they need to out Michigan, Michigan. And yeah. it's exactly what you said, pound the rock, do everything that Michigan does well, but hit them in the face with it. Right. You know what I mean? They don't face many teams that are going to bring exactly what they no. – I think they're very, very similar teams. The quarterbacks are very similar. Now, I, I think Michigan has the advantage when it comes to coaching because I think Jim Harbaugh yes. is a better coach than James Franklin. I agree with that. When the pressure's on, James Franklin normally makes a bonehead decision. That's not being mean, mean. That's just facts. That's just what normally happens. Whereas Harbaugh, like it or not, he's, he's a very conservative coach. And – you know, he'll occasionally go for it, but most, he wants to run the ball. He, he hasn't done that much this year. He hasn't Dan Campbelled as much as he used you to. You want to know why? He hasn't needed to. Because he's got who I think the Lions should take in the sixth round, Jake Moody. Yes. When you got Jake Moody? Kids nails. Just get in his range, kick three, take those three, rather than turning it over and getting nothing. If he kicks four field goals, that's 12 points. It's almost two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. You take that, especially in a game like this. Moody is much, like when he misses, it's like wow. It really is. He did a couple games ago. He was blocked against Indiana. You don't consider that, but then I mean, also the weather, fifty-five, partly sunny, perfect football I mean, weather, it's right? Be Big Ten weather. Yeah, gonna be a lot of running going on in this game. So if you're Michigan, you cannot have that slow start. If you're Penn State, you know, can can you? Basically, in my opinion, can you shut down Blake Corum? If you shut down Corum and say J.J. has to beat us, I don't know because I haven't seen it. I mean, the thing that makes him so special that a lot of Michigan fans are waiting to see, I really haven't seen yet. The running, yeah, not at all. And I know they've talked about, you know, unleashing him with the with the RPO, and it's like I get And maybe they're protecting him from himself early on. You know what I mean? The kid wants to run. He and also, like, this has been my biggest pet peeve. If I got to hear on the broadcast from this Fox broadcast one more freaking time that J.J. McCarthy was a hockey player and that's what made him tough, get oh the God. F out of here. It, it because right I, up there with the, jeez, uh, what was it? But, Rico, it doesn't even make sense. When when did no. hockey make you tough to play football? Well, it's like the— Football p- is the ultimate gladiator well, sport. Well, you hear what? He's a wrestler. Or it was like— That's wait, the wait. other thing. Yeah, with Rocky, um, or not Rocky, Cal Halliday or whoever it was. Yes, football. It was Rocky Lombardi. Okay, yes. You got to be tougher <laughs> at football than you do in Dude, wrestling. It was and- last year when it was Aiden Hutchinson, oh. and they showed him getting oh, off with the, the one floor— bar. With the one bar, I'm like, what football move does that help you with? None. None. 0.0. None. You know what that means? If you got to do all that, somebody knocked you on your ass. Because a, or, coach, a coach once told me that. He was like, man, this bench press stuff is so overrated. Oh, you can, pin, you know, you can bench 300 pounds. You know when that works in a game? When you got pancakes and you got to get the person off of you. And I was like, wow. It is. It's, it's just so ludicrous. And 
I, I just had to get that off my chest because I don't understand how being a hockey player makes you tougher for football when football is the ultimate tough guy sport. I'm like, that's just so silly to me. Well, well I embrace contact. I was a hockey player. What? You're a football no, actually, I player. I don't think he's embracing contact, but I think deep down in the back of his mind, he knows he doesn't have Cade. And, yes. and I think he's been told, hey, be careful. And you saw who traveled with them, right, last week? Ooh. It was not the kid from uh, Texas Tech, that Bowman. Oh, Orgy? No. It was Davis Warren, the w- walk-on. Oh. He was their traveling backup quarterback. So if something went wrong, it was this kid. I heard Doug Carr, their play-by-play, telling us uh, on the radio just about how Davis Warren, I guess he got hurt his junior year, so there wasn't much tape out there. And then senior year didn't play due to COVID, so he was – Unrecruited. You look at this kid's 24-7 profile, it's nothing. It just says walked on at Michigan. Even a picture? Nothing? No photo. Just no. an egg. Not a star. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not, It's like the Twitter profiles that you're yelling at this guy, kid's parents. And it's interesting. You're right about that. So it might be protecting him from himself. But at some point— he's not, On a lot of those RPOs, he's not running it. There's a lot of times where the defensive end crashes down on uh, Corum. And you could— and he could easily roll out and pick up like 10, 15 yards, but he, he doesn't. So I wonder how much of that is just— But also when you know that Blake— dude, you can't get—I mean, he goes down. Your season goes down. Because at least when you had Cade, you had you somebody. Come, and you got Cade's your, won you a Big Ten already. You know what you have. Right. And you got consistency in a kid that's not going to turn the ball over, right? Right. And a kid that's dying to get back out there. You don't have that. So you have a lot of unsure. I mean, you're if, if that happens and you have to play this walk-on— Imagine him playing a meaningful game in front of a hundred and however many thousand are sitting there, all eyes on you. Well, that in fact, you're looking at the Penn State defense. That's pretty good. They got a playmaker on all three levels. So yeah, this is one where I'm excited, man. I mean, this is I think the first time that Michigan's going to play a complete team. Yes, where they have an offense and a defense. Well, Maryland they'll probably had have a crappy offense, kicker. No so. defense. Um, you know, Iowa had a defense, no offense. Indiana could pass the ball and play defense, but they couldn't run the ball. This is the first time I think you're going to get that all three things. This is a test for both because if Michigan wins, it just pretty much sets up the end of the year. Michigan, one hundred percent. You could, you, we could hit the fast forward button. Yeah, Eleven and 0 teams. Everybody else is playing for scraps. If Michigan loses, Penn State is that fly in the ointment because then two weeks later they got Ohio State at home. And Woo! maybe we've just overlooked the team. And then Penn State could end up winning the Big Ten. Wait, that game's the same weekend as Michigan-Michigan State? Yep. Wow, what would Fox do? Are you serious? Fox is going to follow Michigan. Okay, and then that game would be the night game for ABC? Ohio State-Penn State? I mean, yeah. it, should be a, it should be a whiteout. Dude, Fox has turned Michigan into their own Notre Dame. And if you haven't noticed it, I'm not making this up. No, you're right. I mean— Watching the World Series. I mean, not the World Series, but the baseball playoffs. Hey, we got Michigan, Penn State. We got Michigan. Every week, they're hyping Michigan versus somebody. Michigan Michigan to Fox is what Notre Dame is to NBC. So don't get angry when people just start really hating you because we all make fun of Notre Dame and NBC. Hunter, every- and you, you don't even watch it because it's, it's basically Notre Dame pom-poms. Notre huh. Dame's great. Notre Dame this. Notre it's a Dame home that. broadcast. Right. I, honestly, I'd rather listen to Doug and Jansen. They will at least give me what the other team is doing. That's that's my How point. bad is it? I'm listening in the car. They are more unbiased than the Fox broadcast. You got Gus, who's from Detroit, who's let you all know, 
I'm a big Wolverine fan. Mm-hmm. He's living his dream right now. He, after the Ohio State win, is hugging Cade McNamara on the field. Right. So, kind of yeah. hard to hide your bias he when you're was, doing he's that. Not, he's not trying. No, so I know he's right. not. And and Joel is but just— the, the Penn State game, Ohio State, needs to be a whiteout. And then needs to be at night. I at agree night. with you there. Because, because that's that's gonna make that game so much special. But I think actually we're gonna find out. But the rumor is that Michigan that game may be in the day. That may be the Fox. And it's Michigan, Michigan State at night. And Michigan, Michigan State ends up being on ABC at night. Oof. I mean, hey, we'll see. I'm anxious. I I just I just want some good football here locally. Well, the competitive Michigan, football. You got to play this game against Penn State. For Michigan State, you lose and. Good night. You're going into a bye week, and yeah, at that point, Tucker's going. He's he's going to have to rally the troops and earn his loot because I like that. That's well, what they should call this game: <laughs> rally the troops and earn your loot. Hey, all right, what you got? For me? <laughs> I got nothing after you dropped that on me. All That's right. where we end, man. All it's right. going out on a high note, like Costanza says. All right, for Evan Jenkins, Rico Beard, thanks for watching and listening to the Five Star Zone. Howard Griffith joins us starting next week.